Today on the Locked On Blues podcast, the first 10 games of Nick Letty. How well have they gone? Spoiler alert, pretty dang well. We're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about Justin Falk's torrent pace as he's been scoring like crazy lately, tons and tons of points. And then we're going to be previewing the matchup between the St. Louis Blues and Boston Bruins, a Stanley Cup rematch. Make sure you stay tuned. Lots of action on today's episode. Your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Locked On Blues Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm your host, Josh Hyman, and I'm joined by my co-host, uh, Bob the Tomato, or should I say, Thomas Welch. I uh, got a little, got a little something up there, Tommy. Well, you gotta spend a weekend at, in uh, Panama or something. Close baseball heaven. Bush Stadium was calling my name on Saturday. It was freezing cold. The wind was whipping, uh, so I was not concerned about getting a sunburn. Did not put sunscreen on, but we had bleacher seats, uh, and the sun was beating down. And said, "I don't care. I'm a bakey all day long." Um, but yeah, it was a, it was a good time. We went to the Midwestern beforehand. Got some brunch, mimosas. Uh, had had some beers. Uh, at the game, obviously, happy hour, uh, and then went to patios afterwards and Blarney Stone. So it was a uh, it was an experience to say the least. Might have been a little bit dehydrated, but we're we're good now. There you go. There you go. By the way, today's episode is brought to you guys by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. But yeah, if you're not if you're not watching this episode on YouTube, you're missing out on a, you're missing out on feeling a lot of sympathy for Tommy. Because uh, this is uh, one of the <laughs> not one of the best sunburns I've seen. I I don't know if that's gonna turn into a nice tan. Bro, like it is it's horrendous. I don't tan at all. It, there is no there's no turning into a tan. It turns into skin cancer. That's what we're working with right now. So definitely check us out on YouTube if if you're not, because you're you're missing out on some some good laughs at uh poor Tommy's expense. But uh, that's all right. You'll yeah. You'll give me all your best memes. And make me feel better while I lay in bed and cry myself to sleep. <laughs> I don't even know if we'll be able to sleep with that. But you gotta like put on like one of those face masks or something. Oh, I put my yeah. aloe in the freezer, bro. Oh, that's honestly that's a move. That's gonna be yeah. feels great. Yeah, it's gonna be a, gonna be a rough few days, but that's okay. You know what else feels great? Doug Armstrong swindling again in a trade. Yes, has yes. Been we gotta get into it. So, like I said, today's episode segment one. And probably segment two, a little bit of a combination is going to be about the defense, specifically Nick Letty and Justin Falk. They spent some time playing together, uh, but the thing that they both have in common is they've both been getting tons and tons of points lately. Second segment, we're talking about another defenseman that gets tons and tons of points in Tory Krug, because he might make his return to the lineup tomorrow night against Boston. And then in the third segment, we'll be talking about that matchup against the Boston Bruins, um, Stanley Cup final rematch. Have we played them since then? Because of COVID? I think we. Uh, that's a good question. Because I know we haven't played them yet this season. We're playing twice in in two weeks. There might have been a game or two that I'm that I'm not thinking of, but uh, we might. I, feel like we- I think I think we have. We I think we probably played them before this league got shut down. Anyways, haven't played them a ton since then. Should be a good matchup. But anyways, first segment of the episode is dedicated to Nick Letty because Tommy Nick Letty has ten games under his belt with the St. Louis Blues. He has seven points in those 10 games, including two goals. He only had one goal the entire season before coming here. All of a sudden, looks like a new man, playing extremely well. 
and I gotta, I gotta, I gotta own up to it. I wasn't a fan of the trade at the at at the start. I thought it was a bit of an overpayment. I thought it was gonna be underwhelming. Um, and now all of a sudden the Blues. It felt like a consolation prize. Yeah, it felt like a consolation prize for sure. Um, but now the Blues are playing probably their best stretch of hockey of the season. Um, in terms of all around play, you know, Jordan Bennington got his first solid win maybe all season. You know, he's had a couple wins here and there, but this might have been the, the first real strong win under for Jordan Bennington. Um, and I don't want to say that's all thanks to Nick Letty um, and, you know, combination Justin Falk. But, man, if you had told me 10 episodes ago that, or 15 episodes ago, whatever, that Nick Letty would be scoring at nearly a point-per-game pace in his first 10 games, I, I would I would have laughed at you. I would be like, nah, no way, no way, because then this trade would be a win, and we were all we we were all on the L train for that trade. I think we got to own up to it here, and I'm owning up to it. I was wrong. Yeah, especially like taking into consideration the fact that you lose a guy like Oscar Sundquist. Like, obviously, he was kind of a shell of himself in the player that he was with the Blues after the injury, but that's just a tough blow for anyone in the locker room to deal with, and as well. Um, the fans to deal with because Sonny was a fan favorite, but um, I think reactionary, you and I both were like, this is not great. Like consolation prize with all the huge names that were available at the trade deadline and how much help this Blues defense needed. Don't feel like Nick Letty is that guy, but um, I don't know. Maybe contributing factors has been amplifying the game of everyone around him as well as inserting himself into the lineup instead of just solving all the problems by himself and I feel like that's kind of what's happened here is Nick Letty hasn't been the saving grace to come in and just fix every single problem that the Blues defense has had but his presence being that back there as a veteran guy as a puck moving defenseman who can transition out of the zone with ease as we've seen multiple times he's kind of fixed a lot of problems incidentally or not directly and I think for the Blues that's massive because it's it's there is no one player for the Blues defense that's going to be that number one defenseman, really, and that's going to strong arm a team, this team, through the playoffs. It's it's going to have to be a cohesive unit, and it's going to have to be cohesive effort for the Blues uh, to make it through the gauntlet of the playoffs all the way back to the Stanley Cup Finals. And I think Nick Letty's done fanta- fantastic job so far of uh, being a veteran presence, being a guy uh, with playoff experience to come in the room and... Uh, Add to a Blues defense that has a lot of veterans on it and has a lot of guys that have Stanley Cup experience as well. So, um, yeah, I, I like the chemistry there. I like the fit. Uh, obviously, hindsight's twenty twenty, but it, it's it's worked out great for the Blues so far. Yeah, and the stats back. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And now you might have a bit of a bit of a tough question to answer of where does Tory Krug fit into this lineup when he comes back? Because Nick Letty and Justin Falk have looked pretty strong when they've played together. I know Nick Letty spent a bit of time. Bounced up and down the lineup. He spent some time with Pareko as well. So second segment, we're going to be answering the question, where does Tory Krug fit in the lineup if and when he comes back tomorrow night against the Boston Bruins? Make sure you stay tuned for that. But first, I want to tell you guys about one of our newer sponsors, and that is Athletic Greens. Now, like I talk about this all the time, whether it's like a meal prep service or when we're talking about Athletic Greens. Uh, being a college student, I never have time to make full meals, and it lead me, leads me to kind of eating like crap a lot of times. I'll just make ramen or make something quickly. But one thing I've discovered that is really, really convenient is Athletic Greens. Is you just drop a little bit in your water, and you've got tons of good vitamins uh, to keep you going throughout the day. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 
75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All of those important things. Plus, Athletic Green has over 7,000 five-star reviews, and they're recommended by professional athletes and trusted by leading health experts such, such as Tim Ferriss and Michael Gervais. So tons and tons of research to back it up, tons of support behind it. And the best part is they're a climate-neutral certified company. In 2020, AG purchased carbon credits that support projects protecting old-growth rainforests. For every purchase, they donate to tons of organizations helping to get nutritious food in need, including No Kid Hungry, here in the U.S., to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. That is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health. And we will be right back with the second segment of today's episode. All right, Tommy. So we talked a little bit about Nick Letty, and I do want to talk about Justin Falk, but I feel like a good way to sort of transition that conversation into another important uh, bit of news is the fact that Tory Krug might be returning a little bit sooner than expected, uh, and he may do so against the Boston Bruins. Now, that's what I was thinking. I think this would be Tory Krug's first matchup against the Bruins, not the Blues' first matchup since, um, yeah, that's that's got a, little, got a little cross on that one. But yeah, I believe this would be Tory Krug's first time playing against the Boston Bruins um, since... He came here and joined the Blues. So that being said, with how well Nick Letty has been playing, with how well Justin Falk has been playing, um, and with how well Tory Krug and Justin Falk played together when they were um, on the same pairing, but Falk wasn't producing as much offensively, Krug was, do you take the route of, of putting things back to where they used to be and, and pairing up Krug and Falk? Or do you maybe see what Krug can do on that quote-unquote first pairing and let Letty and Falk continue to put up point per game here's the problem that kind of you're gonna kind of run into here is like nick letty's playing amazing right obviously like dude's putting up an absurd amount of points um tory krug obviously wants to be in the lineup against his former team like why wouldn't you can be playing in front of a lot of friends and family that uh might live in boston or be around the area and want to come watch him play so you're not. He's not going to bump Nick Letty out of a spot in the lineup, right? So it's going to be Marco Scandella uh, or Rosen or Mikula or one of the guys like that. Obviously, Mikula was in a couple games ago, didn't look very good. Uh, so they, they yoinked him out and switched up the lineup there. But, I mean, do you take out Marco Scandella, Josh, just because he's been a scapegoat for the majority of the season? Because the last probably six or seven games, Scandella has looked strong, in my opinion. Like, and not just like, oh, like, well, he still kind of sucks, but like, he's doing good for him. Like, he's he's looked like the defenseman that that we saw with Colton Pareko and go on that win streak um, right when we got him in the trade. So, like, I don't know if that's the guy you pull out. I think maybe, like, Kale Rosen could be the guy that you pull out. But that being said... Could it be that Rosen's been playing good too? The the acquisition of Nick Letty sort of was the last piece the Blues needed for their defensive scheme to work because we're talking about like, oh yeah, this guy's been playing great the last ten games, and this guy's been playing great the last ten games, and oh, two episodes ago I talked about Colton Pareko's last fifteen games been playing great. It's a little bit of a, a little bit of a coincidence here that uh, ever since maybe a little before Nick Letty, but pretty much ever since Nick Letty has joined the team or whatever. 
every one of the Blues defense is playing well. Here's also something, a contributing factor that might uh, have to do with it is since Nick Letty has arrived, we've seen a lot less of Mikola. And that's not to say that Mikola has been horrible this season. I mean, the dude was on the first pairing for a lot of the season. But in the role that he was in, or maybe his inconsistency, like, is the subtraction of Mikola and the addition of Nick Letty, like you said, um, the magic concoction that will lead this Blues team back to the Stanley Cup Finals? Because it's so, like, we've spent so much time criticizing the defense, and this is definitely, I mean, this is not only is this, like, one of the best stretches of Blues hockey that we've seen this season, but also just, like, the topics of these episodes, we have spent so much time talking about, you know, praising the defensemen, and moving around from guy to guy. Like per, I talked about Pareko on my solo uh, about last week. Um, we're talking about Nick Letty today. We're talking about Justin Falk today. We're talking about Marco Scandella today. You talked about Cal Rosen a few episodes back. It's like all of a sudden something's clicked, you know, and, and it could just be a matter of like the scheme finally sort of figuring itself out. And therefore every single player kind of knows their role a little bit more. And maybe Nick Letty was the missing piece. You know, you could not to discount, take take away from Nick Letty, but you could have really brought in any player that could fill the Nick Letty role, like the puck mover, uh, the breakout defenseman. Like maybe that's all the Blues defense need. You know, it could have been Kale McCarr or it could have been, you know, someone who plays beer league hockey that can move the puck up and down the ice. They just needed someone to fill that role. And Nick Letty filling that role maybe was a bit of an oversight uh, from us initially on how important he would be um, for this Blues defense because it really feels like it's it's the impact has been a ripple effect for the rest of the defense. You were kind of like touching on it a little bit, but we're just going to go full in now. Like the story these last couple of games on this win streak has been like the offensive output for the St. Louis Blues, right? Like, I mean, they're just decimating guys left. It was like six to one against the Islanders. And then a very impressive win against the Minnesota Wild too, who was above us in the standings. And pretty much guaranteed to be our first round matchup unless some team goes on a crazy run or crazy drought so exactly but i i feel like the talk and obviously like with robert thomas playing the way that he is like it's easy for people to just kind of gravitate to the offense and be like why dude these guys are playing out of their mind like jordan Cairo's doesn't look like the first half of the season jordan Cairo, and he's still going out and getting two assists i mean like these guys are just as talented as they come but i think we need to give more attention to the defense too because um like obviously the goalies have been playing great and Bennington had fantastic performance as well, but I think the defense has come a long way um, from where it was before the trade deadline to where it is now. Uh, and the identity and the chemistry that they're working with now and Nick Letty. And like you said, all these moving parts that almost seemed like a throwback to Ken Hitchcock days of like independent contractors who didn't really mesh well and like, had a bunch of guys like trying to play their game and not play like the schematic game. And like, it really does feel like Nick Letty could be the missing piece in that, uh, in that puzzle and get the blues back to the promised land. Yeah, absolutely. And tell you what, Tommy, the blues are going to have a pretty dang big test tomorrow night against the Boston Bruins. Anytime you play an Eastern conference team, it's a big test. You don't have as much film, you don't have as much experience, but when you play one as good as the Boston Bruins, especially with how good the Bruins have been playing lately, they've been, maybe the best team in the NHL since the trade deadline. I'd say so. Yeah, it's it's going to be in the Garden. I guess that's a very Boston thing to say. In in TD Garden, in their home arena. In the Garden. <laughs> yeah, it's it's 
where you park your car in the yard. Oh god, no, there's no there's no yard outside the garden, Tommy. It's all just industrial streets. It's W's. <laughs> park your car in the yard. Listen, right? I, my my people are being slandered. <laughs> We don't all sound like that. Hey, I will say though, like I'm not a huge betting man, but I'd like to get into yes. it a little bit. And I will say, I will say, I don't want to, I don't want to bet on the St. Louis Blues because then if they lose, it's, a, it, it's it's zero for two, and I don't know personally if I can handle that and a sunburn at the same time. <laughs> you so think it's gonna I last that hedge, long? I don't know, man. I, this <laughs> is brutal. But I would probably hedge my bets. And I think I think a good team to bet on would be the Boston Bruins because nobody's really talking about them. Yeah. I feel like they won the trade deadline. They got Lynn Holm. The defense is amazing with McAvoy and all those guys back there. And they've also obviously got Pasta, Martian, and Bergeron is like just playing out of his mind for a defensive forward. And he's like, we know he's the best in the game. He's perennial like Selkie winner. And he's just exceeding those expectations. So And Swayman. Uh, what can you say about the young guy too? Like he could very easily lead this team all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals and win the whole shebang. So if I was a betting man, which I might be with Bet Online, I'd probably throw some money down on the Boston Bruins to win the whole. Yeah, thing. Yeah, I mean, not still to, hoping that the Blues win. Not to, <laughs> not to get on the Bruins bandwagon too much, but Tommy and I were checking out the odds before, and they're, they're at, sitting at plus fifteen hundred. Uh, Blues are at plus twenty five hundred, but again, that double heartbreak. So. Whether you're willing to put your money with your home team like the Blues or you're trying to maybe take a flyer on a team you think might be a sleeper agent uh, and, and get you some, some quick cash, you got to check out betonline.net because BetOnline has you covered for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the MLB season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. And then you might work up an appetite from all that betting. You know, you're stressing during the game. So you need something quick to munch on. You got to check out Built Bar. Built Bars are so delicious, so tasty. We've talked about them all the time on this podcast. They're covered in 100% real chocolate. Even the Built Puffs, which are protein-infused marshmallows that's amazing they're so delicious um but either way whatever you get in a regular built bar or a built puff they're covered in 100 real chocolate they're low calorie high protein you can place your candy bars with these they are better a typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to three hundred calories but if you go to built.com and scroll down to the macros chart you'll be blown away most built bars contain 130 calories four grams of sugar four net carbs and 17 grams of protein they have so many delicious flavors and they're adding new ones all the time so go to built.com and check them out and while you're there you could use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off at Built.com. All right, Tommy. One final segment on today's episode, and it is a game preview. The St. Louis Blues take on the Boston Bruins. Um, and fun little fun little tweet here. Uh, Tori Krug is hanging out with his former teammate, David Posternock. So, uh Bit of a bit of a bittersweet reunion for him, I'm sure, but that could be the big storyline, Tommy, as Tory Krug's return to the lineup against his former team in the Boston Bruins. So, what do you need to see tomorrow out of the St. Louis Blues? What will it take to beat a red hot Bruins team, and what could Tory Krug add if he does return to the lineup? Well, I think another fun uh, narrative could potentially be Trent Frederick uh, playing against uh, his his favorite team growing up, as he's a St. Louis boy. Um, but I think I think the biggest thing for the Blues to be successful against the Bruins 
is you got to rely on that offense because the Bruins defense, like I was talking about, I mean, you bring in a guy um, and you got Charlie McAvoy already there. Like, I mean, this, this defense is uh, truly one of the best in the league with the addition, additions that they've made. So um, I think you got to rely on your offense here. And obviously like the defense has to go out and do their thing too. And whoever's in net has to do their thing as well. But I, I think the Blues could come out and play the de- best defense they've had all year, and the Bruins could still manage to score like three or four goals on them. It's just, you know, it's the nature of the beast. It's a playoff team over there. They're high-caliber goal scorers. Um, so I think that's you're going to have to lean on your offense, lean on your depth, um, and I think the Blues are firing on all cylinders right now when it comes to that department. So uh, it's definitely going to be a very interesting game, and one that I will not bet on because I'm not really sure which way it's going to go. Like I was saying before, anytime you have a interconference matchup in the regular season, it's going to be a little different from your typical, you know, division rivalry game because you play teams in your division. You know, you get you get to April. Usually, you've played a team three times, and this is your last time playing them. So you got tons of film to study, tons of previous examples to go over. You know, the Bruins. They haven't played them at all this season. They're playing them twice this week, um, or twice in the next like seven days, I should say. So it's been a while since they've played. Um, been a long time since the Blues and Bruins have matched up, uh, and the Bruins are like we've been saying the hottest team probably since the trade deadline, and they don't really have any sort of weakness, uh, like you were saying, Tommy. Maybe the scoring depth you could argue is a bit of a bit of a weakness for them uh, if you had to find one, um, but. Then again, they kind of are top heavy, and when you're when when the top of your offense is led by Patrice Bergeron, Brad Marchand, and David Pasternak, um, you can kind of rely on those guys to get a lot of your scoring done. Not to mention Taylor Hall uh, in there as well as having a pretty pretty dang good season. So even you can't rely on their lack of scoring depth to to be apparent tomorrow because they could very well get you know multi goal games from players that aren't named. Patrice Bergeron, David Pasternak, and Brad Marchand. So you got to be on you got to be on your toes the whole game if you're the Blues defense. And then once you once you get the puck out of your zone, you're dealing with that that Bruins defense of Charlie McAvoy, one of the best young defensive defensemen in the NHL. Um, Hampus Lindholm, who has fit in perfectly, uh, and then Jeremy Swayman, who has had a spectacular season as well. So the Blues have their work cut out for them. I mean. It really is just going to be sort of like a playoff environment. Like you can't, you can't game plan for a team like the Bruins. You can't be like, oh, we'll just, we'll just beat them on the. No, you just have to, you just have to play sixty minutes of the best hockey you can play. And like you said, Tommy, even if they, they, they might not even win if you do that. You know, that's that's what happens when you get two teams of this caliber meeting up. Um, and yes, I am putting the Blues uh, along with the Bruins in that caliber at least as of late. Um, so. You gotta just stick to stick to your game if you're the St. Louis Blues. You know you can't you can't let you can't get intimidated or frustrated by the Bruins because uh, I feel like that has the potential to happen um, with their with their tenacious uh, forechecking and all that stuff. Um, so yeah, maybe it's almost like the opposite of of not getting arrogant. You know you gotta you gotta stay confident and, and, and not get frustrated. Um, that being said, Tommy, who is your pick for lockdown player of the game? Because I think there are plenty of different routes you could go. I think so too. I think, man, I I really think like even though there's years gone by, like still like those those Stanley Cup Finals, a loss to the St. Louis Blues for the Boston Bruins after the season that they had, it's gonna leave a sour taste in your mouth to say the least, right? So I I fully expect both teams to come out and play like 
playoff atmosphere, like best of their capabilities, like it's going to get dirty. It's going to get grimy. Uh, there's going to be some scrums after the whistles. Brad Marchand might lick somebody like, you know, who, you know, who knows? Right. And so I think because of that and because of the history that's there and the role that he played in the Stanley Cup playoffs in 2019, and he's been hot since the trade deadline. Not as hot as Robert Thomas, but he has been hot. I'm going to take David Perron as uh, as the edge setter, as getting under a guy's skin. But also, hey, if I'm on the power play and you leave me open, I'm putting it in the back of the net too. So I'm going to take David Perron. I don't know why. It just feels like every time there's a game where I feel like scrums are going to break out and uh, people are going to get the dirty mitts in their face, I'm like, you know what? You know who's going to be great in this game? David Perron every time. So I'm going with him for my locked on player of the game. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a pretty good choice. Um, I have two picks. One of them is kind of a pick that won't come to fruition. Uh, and I'll explain that. And another one is the really obvious pick um, that we've been kind of alluding to all episode. Um, but first guy that I would love to see have the chance to be the locked on player of the game is Jordan Bennington. I don't think he's going to get the start based on the practice lines today. Um, but Jordan Bennington played the best hockey game of his career in the arena that the Blues are going to be playing in tomorrow. So if anyone knows how to respond to a, a, a rowdy Boston crowd, it's Jordan Bennington. And the last time he played in that arena, the game ended with him hoisting a Stanley Cup. Maybe. I, that would be I don't know. Cool I don't story. know for. I don't know for sure. There might. They might have been another Throw game back in, in there. there. Uh, but one of the last times he played in that arena, um, he hoisted a Stanley Cup. So I don't think he's going to get the start. But if he does, I think it'd be a perfect opportunity for him to continue to build up some momentum, um, because I think that 2019 Jordan Bennington is better than 2022 Billy Huso, but 2022 Billy Huso is better than 2022 Jordan Bennington. As of right now. As of right now. So if you want to, you know, go for the high ceiling, you start Jordan Bennington. But okay, my pick for the lockdown part of the game is Tory Krug. I know, easy pick, but come on. Come on. It's, it's, the narrative is so strong. He loves those guys. Um, he just posted a picture on Twitter with, or on his Instagram story with David Posternak. Uh, you know, he, you know, he's got that, he's got the, the fire that he plays with. Um, as much as I hate to to use this as a as a praise of Tory Krug, but that hit on Robert Thomas with the helmet off just goes to show how loved he probably was in that locker room. But that being said, there's nothing you love more. And I know you can relate to this when you grew up playing sports. You'd play some other team out of town, you wouldn't care. But you you play a team with like four of your best friends on it. Oh my god. It's over. It's over. You're taking that intensity up to a thousand. So for that reason. I think Tory Krug is going to have a little bit of extra motivation, not to mention being out of the lineup for as long as he has been with the season that he's been having. Um, I, I, Tory Krug, by a million, locked on player of the game. Easy choice. I like that a lot, Josh. That's a great pick. Because I know you said it's an easy pick, but I really don't think it's that easy because, like you said, he's been out of the lineup for he a He might not even play. I might not, have, I, might exactly. not have, I might not have any locked on players of the game tomorrow. <laughs> I, yeah, I made two, I made two and choices and they could both be out of the lineup. So that's a that is that's a bold uh that, yeah, that's a bold strategy. I respect that. I love the dark horse. But if they both play, I, I get credit for both of them. Okay. Deal. You hear I'm that you hear that, that. J Tap, you still keeping tabs? 
<laughs> he's got the tally going. Just I think he still does. Man. Okay. I think he still does. That'd be sick. But yeah, that being said, it's going to be a fun matchup. It's going to be a stressful matchup. And we should, good good thing, we should finally have a post-game uh, episode out. We haven't been doing those lately because the Booze have been playing these late games and neither Tommy or I wants to be recorded until midnight. Um, but East Coast Swing, Booze will be playing some 7 o'clock games, so it'll be a lot easier for us to, or 7 o'clock my time, I should say. 6 o'clock your time. Um, am I doing that right? Yeah, I'm doing that right. 6 o'clock most people's time that are watching. Yeah, yeah, well, You're just special. Eastern Conference Elite. I get out of work before you do, and I get to wake up after you. Anyways, but yeah, so we should have an episode out after the game tomorrow night, um, as well as potentially a locked on now, depending on how it goes. So lots of content coming your way this week. Make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. That way you never miss a new upload. Subscribe to us on YouTube at Locked on Blues. Like, I've, like I always say, we've been having tons of fun doing that. Uh, growing slowly but surely. Almost at 200 subs- uh, subscribers there. Uh, so leave a comment on all of those new videos. We usually like to engage with them. Maybe ask a question or two to get some conversation going. Follow us on all of our socials, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok at Locked on Blues. You can follow me on Twitter at Josh Hyman NHL. Follow Tommy at TWelter15. Thanks so much for listening. And as always, let's go Blues.